Hey, welcome everyone to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. So glad you can join us. Um, appreciate all you guys. You know, listeners are the reason why we're here, and, we're, and you are appreciated. Um, I know in my own quiet time, I pray about um, this podcast because our intent for it is just that would help all of you um, as you're trying to live each day following Jesus for God's glory. That's really what we're trying to do. Uh, we can't solve all the mysteries. Uh, we can't answer every Bible question you've ever had. But I hope this is a daily um, encouragement and light for you. That's our hope, and it is our intention. Okay, so that's why we keep it simple, and uh, we we stay at it. The Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast. If you're just joining us, man, we are on episode, what, Easton 23? 20, 22 or 23, I can't Come remember. Come on now. So can't believe it honestly i mean the first episode you never know where things are going to go so happy to be where we are and um straight on till morning okay so today as uh, many of you know we use the verse of the day from you version um we always talk about the importance of context today is no different and i love today because context is really going to blow open this verse in a really neat way and i and i love it that i don't pick these because I'd be great. No, I just pick ones that make context look good. No, I just keep trying to take them from your version, and today's context is going to be awesome. So, um, reading from the ESV version, we're in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, and today's verse of the day is verse 27. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So it's already a great verse. Um, if you're going to use just one verse to encourage someone, this is a pretty good one. Um, if you're reading along at, at home, hopefully not reading along in your car, <laughs> uh, you can see uh, possibly your your Bible might have the red letters. Mine has red letters here because this is Jesus talking. This is John 14, larger context. The Gospel of John is telling us the life, the ministry, the death, the resurrection. The ascension to heaven of Jesus Christ, okay, the Son of God, and here in uh, John chapter 14 are the, some of the closing chapters of John. So Jesus is getting ready to be arrested, falsely accused, left by his friends, and crucified. And kind of as a hey guys, I'm imparting this to you. Um, these are some of my last moments with you physically, so I'm giving you guys some rules for the road and some encouragement and some final teaching here. Um, that's what these final chapters of John are all about. Um, it's a rich, rich mine in the Bible. If you were digging down in the ground looking for gold, this is a thick vein, okay? This one is sparkling like the stars at night. I'm getting poetic here, Easton. Oh, I'm getting caffeinated over here. <laughs> Easton bringing me back down to the ground there, a little crunchy ice. So um, anyway, this is Jesus's final words to his disciples, and it's just great stuff, really rich stuff here. So verse 27 is a beautiful verse already. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Do I give to you, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Um, what Jesus meant to his original audience is going to be very interesting to us here. Okay, So let me give you an, a, what I'm trying to hint at, how the context is going to help us. Peace in the Bible is like a state of being. It's not just a feeling. It includes a feeling. Yeah. But it's like a it's like being at peace biblically is like a state of being. So some you know, it's like yeah. your actual reality. 
And so it makes it very difficult. In Western culture, it's hard to understand when a guy's going, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. So as a Western reader, American Western reader here, I'm sitting here kind of like, okay, it's Wednesday. It's the middle of my week. I do, we got a, I work during the day in the office, then we have our prayer service tonight, and then tomorrow I work in the office during the day, then I got my Celebrate Recovery recovery meeting at night. So Wednesday and Thursday, not not really peaceful days for me. They're hard days. I'm tired. I'm thinking about all I got to do. So, okay, Jesus, if you're going to leave some peace with me, I'll take it. How do I get in on that? Yeah. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I want it. Yeah. I don't have it right now. How do I get it? That's what can kind of be difficult. So if a friend texts you John 14, 27, you can sometimes think, okay, I like the sound of that. It is good to have Jesus tell me to let not my heart be troubled and neither let them be afraid. That is encouraging. But to some degree, I'm left hanging a little bit. Where is this for me? I need someone to connect it to the larger picture for me. I need somebody to help me understand where is this? How do I find it? What does it have to do with the rest of my life? and the rest of following Jesus for God's glory. Well, I'm glad you asked because when we expand to look at the larger context, we'll see where this peace of God is to be found. Go back up to verse 25, okay? So Jesus is telling them all about how the Father has sent him. If they've seen him, they see the Father. He's on a mission from his Father to show to glorify the Father and to do his work so that people would see the Father. And that he's, that's why he's been with the disciples and he's been with them to show them God and to help them understand. And that now he's going away, but it's a good thing for him to leave. And the disciples are having the same reaction that you and I would have. We're like, no, I do not see any possible way how it's good for you to leave me. See, I'm still just a little disciple. I'm not cool. I don't, I don't know how to heal anybody or raise anybody from the dead. I am still not rich. I don't, you know, I'm just little old me. And now you, Jesus, the son of God, the guy we saw calm storms, raise the dead, heal people, stand up to the Pharisees. You know, basically the only reason I have to feel good about life, you are telling me you're going to go away. And so the whole it's good for me to go is not making any sense to me. So that's the larger context of why he's telling the disciples to not let their hearts be troubled. So already we need to understand the context a little better. Jesus, when he tells the disciples at this moment, now throughout your Christian life, it's not good to let fear rule in your life. And it isn't good to let your heart be troubled if you have faith in God. So that's a good, it's good advice. It's not bad. But in this immediate context, the, the fear and the trouble that Jesus is trying to calm is, I'm not going to be physically with you, but it's okay. It's even better, better than okay. It's actually good. And we'll get into why, but it's just good to grab that context right now, okay? So more better than me thinking Wednesdays and Thursdays are hard for me, what is Jesus going to do for me? Because I need this peace. This was my version of the day, my U version verse of the day. So how is he going to just like like taking an aspirin, how is he going to give me peace? How is he going to take my back pain away? It's like, no. In this immediate context, I do wish Jesus was physically with me on Wednesdays and Thursdays. That would be neat. I can't deny it. I wish the Son of God would come into my office and be like, yep, Jesus here, and I'm going to be with you through these two days. I wish that. 
and something inside me makes me think if he did that, I could face these things better. I could face a day at the office. I could face the middle of the week. I could face working the the day and the evening for two days in a row. If only Man. Jesus were with me. I mean. You know? It does, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. And so Jesus got a little bit of a trick here. I mean, it's not a trick, but. Anyway, you'll see. So he's saying, my peace I leave with you. Okay, now we're back up to verse 25. These things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you. But, verse 26, here's the payoff. But the Helper, capital H, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Okay? So Jesus is saying, it's good for me to go away. Why? Because I've lived, I've fulfilled my part. I came, I'm, I was given to Israel um, the promised Messiah, the one who will crush the head of the serpent, um, God in living flesh, uh, the true Israelite, the true human being, the man of peace, the king of kings, the, the king who will sit on David's throne forever, Jesus, the Messiah of God's people. So he comes, he fulfills the law, he becomes the reason why God can have peace on mankind, he, can, he becomes the reason why God can redeem his people Israel, but not only that, open up their mission to the Gentiles and bring the whole world to salvation and eternal glory. So it's a big deal, and Jesus fulfills his part of it. And then he's like, it's on to the next, guys. So I fulfilled my part, now I send to heaven, and I fill you guys with the Spirit of God himself. So in other words, Jesus is saying, I've been with you physically, but it's actually a better thing that I go because now God wants to do what he always wanted to do, which is live in and through you by the presence of his Holy Spirit. All right. So now there's, I understand that. Oh, well, I got more questions about that. That makes total sense. But at least here in this context, you can see, and those of you who are familiar with reading the Gospels at all, you know, they all kind of lead up to this. And then you go on into Acts where, you know, uh, well, what will it look like if the Holy Spirit dwells with the church? Well, read Acts, and you'll see. But just in this context, the disciples were afraid because Jesus was going to leave them, and Jesus says, nope, I'm leaving you because I plan on being with you in an even greater, closer way than you could imagine, and, I, and I'm able to be with everybody who calls on my name. Okay, so it's that. How, how does Jesus speak to their particular fear at this time? He says, you guys are afraid because I'm going away, but you don't know what I know. I'm going away so that I can be with you forever. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now look at verse 27. Peace I leave with you. Well, what kind of peace? Jesus leaves his very self with those who believe in him. That's the kind of peace. So when you're, So it's like now, oh, I can attach it to my entire life. How, like, what am I supposed to do about a Wednesday? How do I get this peace of God? Primarily by remembering that Jesus himself is with me by his Holy Spirit. He's with me. He's not going to solve all my problems. He's not going to pay off all my creditors. But he is with me, doing life with me. He's the reason why I am able to, I have the privilege to work for him. He will give me strength. He himself went through hard times. He understands, and he's God himself, and he has offered me his Holy Spirit. In other words, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you. How does the world give you peace? By temporarily giving you things that make you feel better at the time. That's how the world gives, right? What would make me feel better about this Wednesday and Thursday? Well, for instance, if Easton went out and bought me a new car. Hey. 
I just wish I could buy myself a new car. <laughs> <laughs> but how long would that last me, you know? I'd say, oh, well, you know, I'd go home, honey, you know, for some reason, the guy that I do the podcast with bought me a new car. I'm a little worried about his family now, but so what? We're doing good. <laughs> and it would make me happy for how long? Let's even say a year. What am I going to do after that? Oh, so anyway, yeah. Jesus is saying, I don't, I'm not giving you guys an aspirin. I'm not giving you a trick. I'm not giving you a new car. I'm giving you myself. I'm leaving my peace with you, and that's how you can know that your heart shouldn't be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Okay. You say, Josiah, that sounds pretty good, but how can I be sure? So verse 26, the helper of the Holy Spirit, the middle is peace I leave with you. Look again in context, verse 28. You heard me say to you, I'm going away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I, 29. And now I have told you before it takes place so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here, and then we'll enter into the crucifixion narrative there. So... I, the context of this verse, to me, is absolutely vital. I feel like if you don't understand the context, that he's talking about his very presence with you, you are bound to misunderstand it in a way that will be harmful to you. I don't think it's just a Bible nerd thing. I do think if someone just lifts this verse and is like, hey, buddy, just for some reason, you know, I guess because you're a Christian or because you're, a, you know, just for some reason, be at peace even though you're not that's not good that doesn't yeah. help me you know yeah. I, it's not doing anything for me you know what what it, i find interesting is talking about and what you said is true like i've never <clears throat> one thing i've noticed is like and been more conscious about as i get older is like anytime i go to buy something i'm like okay but what how is this actually what I want? Because mm-hmm. I got to think about, I know for a fact a week later, yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's not going to, and it, it just proves itself because like a week later, mm-hmm. uh, if I were to get some AirPods or, you know, a new car right now, mm-hmm. it would be cool. But ultimately it's still just a car. It's still just a pair of headphones yeah. and it doesn't make my, it doesn't give me actual peace. Mm-hmm. And even the, even in the secular world, they understand that yes. you have to find, you have to like, what they say is make your own, ha- you have to be happy uh, to to get more out of life. You can't get more out of life to be happy. So yeah. I think if, the, if people who aren't Christians can understand that concept, <laughs> how much more important is it for us to understand that we don't even have to make it. We just have to receive that peace and believe in that, that. You know, like it's just given to us. Amen. And it's uh, it's not even like so. I don't know. This might sometimes I I've worried and struggled a lot with these sort of defects in my way of looking at the Christian life, and and then I assume maybe lots of other people have too. But it could just be me. So, but here here's been a major one for me: separating the gifts of God from the person of God. So, like, I could spend a lot of time going, God, give me peace. And then, and I'm, I don't know, I'm like expecting, so I have a history in, in drug addiction and drug abuse. 
I'm expecting that sort of a setup where he'll give me something and it'll make me feel something and then that's the way it works. Yeah. But here in this verse and so, and all throughout the Bible, you keep going, God give me this thing and God keeps going, I'll give you myself. It's a personal thing which I do get that that's better. I just find myself wandering from that a lot and then I feel like I hear that in a lot of teaching these days like do steps one through four and you will have joy in your life yeah and it's like unless steps through one through four are confess your sins repent and come to the lord personally and thank him for being in your life and learn to live in the presence of god i don't think you're going to do steps one through four and then this thing joy or peace or happiness or whatever is going to come into your life. I just don't think it works that way. Yeah. I don't see that in the Bible. Well, so anyway, that's what the disciples here were seeing, is, um, at least in this context. They had the physical Jesus with them, and that's what they were kind of banking on, and that's why it shook their world when Jesus was like, this, like, me with you, I'm going away now, and they're, like, shook like we would be. But then he's like, you don't understand. I'm taking away your mud pie so I can give you a banquet, you know, my personal presence with you. And all of our, also, anyway, all of our peace, all of our joy in the Christian life, biblically speaking, is anchored in the fact that God is with us. There is no other reason to have peace in this world. This is not a peaceful world. My guess is your life is not a peaceful life. If it, you know, you might be able to ignore some things for a while or like Easton said, buy some stuff. And you can kind of whistle in the dark. and But my guess is, if you're living in this world, anywhere in the sound of my voice, your life is not a peaceful life. Your world's not a peaceful world. Your country's not a peaceful country. So what are you going to do? If, it, if your circumstances won't bring you peace, then all of our peace as followers of Christ is anchored in the fact that he is personally with us. If you're in prison, he's with you. If you're sick, he's with you. If you're in a nursing home, he's with you. If you're rich, he's with you. If you're poor, he's with you. If you lost your job, he's with you. If you just got a new one, he's with you. He's with you. If, you, if you've known him for five minutes, he's with you. If you've known him for 50 years, he's with you. If your kids love you, he's with you. If your kids won't speak to you and they hate you, he's with you. So you know what I'm saying? It's like he's, he's indestructible. He's a person. He chooses to be with you, and he's God. That's the Holy Spirit presence, the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus is promising here, and that's why I think the context makes it so great. Okay. Well, Easton, I think I am drifting from Scripture Podcast and starting to preach, so I'm going to have to let it go. But thank you guys for being here today. These are just important verses to me, and I thank you so much for listening, and I really hope it hope I really hope it helps you in your and understand that you live in the presence of God. See you next time. Peace.